So that was a actually a very perfect song to about the subject we're going to look at uh, tonight. Um, probably be a shorter lesson, then we'll take some time for prayer and then have a time of uh, a prayer tonight. But um, last couple of weeks we've been looking at a couple subjects that uh, just seeing where in the Bible we can look at. A couple of weeks ago we looked at uh, how Jesus dealt with a religious lost person and some principles from John chapter 3 that we can use to deal with people like that. And then the week, uh, the next week we looked at uh, some principles of how to deal with someone who's not religious but who's lost and needs to be saved. We saw that from um, an example of the woman at the well in John chapter 4. And then uh, the first night of uh, Patch Club, I guess two weeks, or no, yeah, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whenever that was, whenever I wasn't in the hospital with Katie, um, it was a week before that, yeah. Uh, we looked at some principles on how to deal with children and about their, uh, about their salvation, some things we can do as parents to point them to Christ and just some principles included in that. Tonight we're going to conclude this mini-series, at least for now, because um, next week I plan to start a new a book uh, study for those of us who are in Patch Club. Um, to go over, actually, well, I'll just tell you, we're going to look at the ABCs of Christian growth. Um, some of those principles are things we've probably learned our whole life, but really we just want to get back to some of the basics. We're going to look at those 26 letters and um, just we'll have a chance to memorize some verses, have some trivia. Yes? There is the uh, ABCs of Christian maturity. There's one and two. So we'll, we'll see if we, we get to those. But um, yeah, Lord willing, we're going to start ABCs of Christian growth next week. Uh, I actually had to order them from Brother Sargent out in Washington because Becky did not have any in stock at the Lehigh Bookstore. But she's like, hey, you can actually get them cheaper here. I'm like, okay, that's what we'll do. But um, tonight, what we're actually going to look at uh, quickly here is something that's applicable to this time of year, something that I'm sure our kids are going to be, if they haven't already, uh, be asking us about. It's the subject of Halloween. Um, we're just going to, I'm going to give you some uh, history of Halloween and some of the traditions that go along with it, and um, just to see the origins and like the darkness that Halloween really is. Um, and then we're going to look at a couple biblical principles that we can apply to that, some verses we can use to show our kids and other people like, okay, this is what the Bible says. And if you look at Halloween and really where it's come from, and it's a holiday, and put that in quotes, of death. We looked at that song, Look and Live, God is a God of life. God is a God of life. Um, so I'm just going to give you a couple uh, points on how where the history of Halloween started. Um, and I got this from a, uh, a someone compiled a track about Halloween. And I'm just going to read most of that here for you tonight. And then we'll look at some biblical principles. Um, Halloween is associated with paganism, which 
is, of course, anti-God, associated with witchcraft and Romanism. And yet most professing Christians are found participating in related activities. Some churches will even, even cancel services when Halloween falls on Wednesday, which for this year, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. I don't think it falls on a Wednesday this year, but either way. I just know when I was driving through my neighborhood uh, last Halloween at 7.30 on Halloween night, it, it was a madhouse. And uh, here's a side point, but like I'm driving down my road uh, and there's one of my neighbors has like skeletons with a coffin and it's like, really, really why? It's celebrating death. It's disgusting and all that, but whatever. Um, Back to the history. Um, Some churches will even cancel services when Halloween falls on Wednesday so that their members may be free to celebrate. Halloween, popular name for October 31st, the eve of All Saints Day, November 1st. It's also called All Hallows Eve, Holy Eve, and Cake Night. Uh, Halloween was celebrated by the Druids, who were members of the Celtic religious order of priests, soothsayers, judges, poets in ancient Britain, Ireland, and France. The earliest Halloween celebrations were held by the Druids in honor of Samhain, Lord of the Dead, whose festival fell on November 1st. Halloween from early times has been associated with many superstitions and customs. Halloween is supposed to be a survival from the ancient festival of Pomona, the goddess, the Roman goddess of fruit trees. There still lingers a belief that children born on Halloween possess supernatural gifts. So that's why Katie is especially not wanting Daniel to be born on Halloween. In Mexico, Halloween is observed by taking the favorite food of a departed loved one to the cemetery on the night of October 31st and spending the night in the cemetery with candles set up around the grave of this loved one. It is believed that the departed spirits return and feast on the aroma of the food. Fireworks are shot off all night, which are supposed to scare away other spirits who might intrude. On November 1st, during the day, the people then feast on the food, and then usually there is much drunkenness in the cemetery, and it's not unusual for people to be killed during drunken brawls in the cemetery. Halloween is also associated with uh, Romanism or the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, They actually Christianized Halloween, and it's related to an old, old festival. The Romans held a feast about the 1st of November in honor of Pomona, mentioned that previous, the goddess of fruit trees. In Britain, the Druids celebrated a festival at the same time in honor of the sun god and in thanksgiving for harvest. And the two festivals seem to have become one in the mind of the Britons. When the people became uh, became Christians, the early fathers let them keep the old feast, but gave it a new association by holding it in commemoration of All Saints. So All Saints Day is where that came from. Um, An adaptation of a devil holiday into a Christian holiday is not a good thing. Um, The eve of the festival came to be called All Halloween, The name comes from the old English word hallway, or as we now say, holy. The Feast of All Saints occurs on November 1st. The eve, therefore, is on October 31st. Uh, Bonfires were lighted in ancient Halloween celebrations. 
Many beliefs grew, grew up about this day, such as the belief that on this one night, the spirits of the departed were allowed to visit their old homes. Uh, so just with that brief history of Halloween, it is very anti-God, very paganistic, very devilish, and, well, it's a, it's a lot about death. Um, two things associated with Halloween is the jack-o'-lantern and trick-or-treating. Um, here's where the jack-o'-lantern came from. The apparently harmless lighted pumpkin face or jack-o'-lantern is an ancient symbol of a damned soul. Jack-o'-lanterns were named for a man called Jack who could not enter heaven or hell. As a result, he was doomed to wander in darkness with his lantern until Judgment Day. Uh, fearful of spooks, folks began hollowing out turnips and pumpkins and placing lighted candles inside to scare evil spirits from the house. And then trick-or-treating. Uh, the modern custom of trick-or-treat began in Ireland hundreds of years ago. A group of farmers went from house to house begging food for the village Halloween festivities in the name of their ancient gods. Good luck was promised to generous donors and threats were made against those who would not give. Thus, these ancient pagan traditions continue today as youngsters masquerading as ghosts, skeletons, and demons go trick-or-treating, begging in a sense for food while promising to refrain from evil deeds. Of course, trick-or-treat. I mean, if you don't give a treat, you're going to get a trick. And I mean, we see people TPing people's houses and throwing eggs and probably a lot worse. But really, the traditions and the celebration of Halloween is rooted in paganism and devil worship and in death. So with that history in mind, uh, turn to Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8. We're going to look at three different passages here tonight just to look at some principles that apply to um, some of the things we've, we've looked at. Um, I'll just give you a couple thoughts on each of those and just have some verses that, okay, if someone comes to you and be like, okay, why don't you celebrate Halloween? It's just an innocent little thing where kids dress up and get candy and whatever. It's, no, it's, it's evil, it's devilish, it's satanic. Um, Proverbs chapter 8, a um, few, it's 36 verses long. And it's all about, it's one of those, uh, mo most of Proverbs, I should say it this way, most of Proverbs, it's usually like one verse is one proverb, and it's really not in a full context. Um, but actually, Proverbs chapter 8 is all in the same context. It's talking about wisdom. Um, if you just see verse number one, doth not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice. And then if you just read throughout through the whole chapter, we won't tonight for time's sake, but um, it's just explaining what wisdom does or wisdom doesn't do. If you're wise, you will do this. If you're wise, you won't do this. But what really gets me with this, with this proverb, I, I think of this every time. You go right to the last verse, verse 36. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. I always think about Halloween when I read this verse. All they that hate me love death. 
Halloween is a celebration of death. People are putting forth death. I mean, my neighbors have skeletons and um, scary uh, clowns. And just, it's like, really? And it feels like it gets, it comes out sooner and sooner. Um, like, end of August, people were starting to put up their Halloween decorations. It's like, it, it's really frustrating. And of course, Anna is pointing out like, Daddy, what's that? And well, one of our neighbors has this fire-breathing dragon or something, and she notices that, and of course our kids are going to notice that. But so, uh, Halloween is a celebration of death. People are showing their love for death. And as we see in this verse, what the Bible says, all they that hate me, or wisdom, love death. So here's a principle here. The Bible tells us that those who love death hate wisdom. Who's the giver of wisdom? God is the giver of wisdom. He's the one that uh, gave Solomon the wisdom to write this book uh, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He wrote this down. Um, and I don't think it's too far of a stretch to say this applies as well to all those that hate me or hate God hate God's wisdom, love death. So keep that in mind if you think about Halloween. It's all about death. The Bible tells us those who love death hate wisdom. God's the giver of wisdom. So really, it's hating God and his, his principles and his people. Um, then turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. And as we saw in that song tonight, God is a God of life. I mean, he gave his son to die for us so that we might have life. And Halloween is anti-life. It is pro-death. And as Christians, we, we shouldn't celebrate it. We shouldn't uh, even, we shouldn't promote it. Um, look here in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. Uh, it says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Halloween is all about darkness. I mean, the kids go out when it's dark and they go trick-or-treating. Um, it's all about demons. And, I mean, everything associated with Halloween is darkness. Well, when we're saved, as it says here, we were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord? And Apostle Paul is talking to the church of Ephesus, uh, how when they get saved, went from darkness to light. So us as Christians, we're in the light. We shouldn't associate with those things that are in darkness. Uh, we'll read further on a couple verses. Verse 9, For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, proving was acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Um, as we saw with the history of Halloween and the stuff we observe as uh, parents, it's Halloween is an unfruitful work of darkness. And we're supposed to reprove them and not have any fellowship with uh, the fruit, unfruitful works of darkness. So... Proverbs 8.36, Ephesians 5.8-11, and then one more passage we're going to look at here quickly. 
turn to 1 Thessalonians 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And, of course, uh, the verses we just looked at and these verses we're going to look at here apply can apply to many things, but it definitely applies to this subject of Halloween. Uh, in verse uh, 21, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 21, Prove all things, hold fast that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil. Um, as... We see in the, the history of Halloween and the things that go on during the uh, holiday, and again, I put that in quotes, of Halloween, it's, it, has, it is evil, but it, this is telling us to abstain from all appearance of evil. If it might have this, the smell or just could be evil, we're supposed to abstain from all appearance of evil. And... I believe Halloween is evil. It definitely has the appearance of evil, and we need to we need to stay away from it. Um, and as us as parents, uh, we're going to have our kids ask us about that. And yes, I mean, there's nothing inherently wrong. Well, I was going to say nothing inherently wrong of uh, giving kids candy, but then we have to take him to the dentist and yeah, we weigh that out. Now, I mean, I love candy. I mean, look at me. I, I, I've eaten a lot of candy in my life, but it's trick or treat where that came from. It's, it's, it's not a good, it's not a good precedent. And, um, we're not, we, we haven't celebrated Halloween. We don't, I remember, uh, growing up, my parents, Every uh, Halloween trick-or-treat night, we would go to Golden Corral. And then we would, for some reason, we would always have church cleaning in October. Uh, So we would go to Golden Corral, then go to church and clean, and then make sure uh, we didn't get home till after the trick-or-treating were gone. And that, I mean, that stuck with me. Um, And of course, I didn't understand the principles of what Halloween really is, but... um, for us as parents, maybe just not be home on the night of trick-or-treating. And we need to be ready to tell our kids, like, okay, that's talking about death. God is a God of life. God is not pleased with that. And, of course, our ages, our kids' ages range and then understanding. Um, I'm, I'm sure, uh, um, well, Anna's asked questions. I'm sure Joel's asked questions. I don't know if Joe's asked questions, but if not, if they haven't yet, they definitely will. So we just need to have these biblical principles in mind um, in dealing with our kids and dealing with other people who might not understand why we don't celebrate uh, Halloween. It's ultimately, it's anti-God. So those are just some the, some history, some principles. I'm sure there's other principles we could apply to this, but... Uh, with it being this time of year, I just wanted to uh, bring this out and just give you a couple of verses and give a couple of thoughts on uh, how we can uh, we can fight against uh, the evils of, of Halloween.